welcome to the Bloody Stream Podcast. I'm Brian. And I'm Jorge. And it is Wednesday, my dudes. We are on a different day because we're testing out a different day. I think we want yes. to switch over away from Mondays because they're kind of ruining our lives. This one's So this <laughs> one's technically not late. It's just the no, new on time. It's not late. Yeah. A wizard is never late nor early. They arrive exactly when they mean to. And that's the same with our podcast. It doesn't make any sense to me because you, you can you can arrive whenever you <laughs> intend to or want to. You're but still someone, late or early. He's going to say Frodo should never have taken that shit from Gandalf. Gandalf was just justifying being late. Like, yeah. No, he was dunking on Frodo. Lazy constantly. ass fucking. Yeah. I mean, he got him. Like, what is he going to do? Yeah. <laughs> he can oh, do I- the. The fact that Gandalf can do the hand to the head thing on any of those hobbits is very funny to me. Just the thought of it as someone trying to run at him. We're not talking about the Hobbit or Lord of the Rings, though. Before we start, what we're going to talk about, I want to mention real fast that new Junji Ito show, Maniac. Yes. Or as you'll see prominently displayed in Netflix, Japanese Tales of the Macabre is mostly how it's presented. But the show's name is technically Maniac. I didn't Uh, know that. I think it's because there's like a million. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they have a sh- Netflix like already Eno's has a show called Maniac, Maniac as well. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, that show is fucking awesome. It yes. is anthology Junji Ito shit. It's just like anime versions of his manga shit, mm-hmm. and uh, it's pretty cool. And you should check Hell that yeah. out on Netflix. Well, hmm. at some point, hmm. <laughs> maybe <laughs> when the writer's strike is over. <laughs> when the writer's strike is over, you can, when you and you're allowed to go back, you can. Yeah, check I out. I am. Soaking up the last few days I have as everything is canceled. As it winds, as the yeah. so we settled in for the long out. haul here. Just to remind everyone, we will only be yes. doing things off of Canopy and uh, Hoopla. Uh, Hoopla, and that is because those are both free through the library. Mm-hmm. So it's not like it. We're trying not know, to give money to the big corporate entities that are trying to fuck over all the writers so yeah i don't think that money any like more goes to the writers but like it's it's still yeah we're not giving the money to the streaming services it's once purposely lowering the amount folks it's really tough when you're very specifically doing a podcast about where people can watch stuff like that's one of the main selling points and all of the places that you want people to go to you don't want people to go to right now (laughs) so it's We're doing what we can. We're triaging. And if, if they don't can. fix it, then we'll just switch it to like, yeah. yeah, now since you can, you have to purchase movies all of a sudden. We'll just say, you yeah. have to pick them out of like the infinite movies there are. We'll just have to help it's you with that search estate, yeah. that much more. We- <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. Um, but yeah. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about a movie called Coherence 2013. Mm. You can catch this one on Canopy, which I yes. call the artisanal streaming service. Yeah. <laughs> They have, they have the fancy movies. This they is not actually, a, like a fancy movie, but it's yeah, like it's not a fancy movie. But it's a thinker. It's correct. It's got some some intellectual something to it. What would you uh, rate it? I would probably give this a Mister Cool. I liked this a lot, and I liked it for multiple reasons, um, both on the production side and on the writing side. Um, but what about you? What would you give this? I'm writing that Mr. Cool as well. I'm, I want to give it a Ghost Skull Alien because of how I feel about these kinds of movies. I just fucking love them. But there's yeah. like a couple things holding me back. I still might push it up depending on... It's one of those things where I how have the to conversation see. Like, <laughs> well, not even just today, but like as time goes on. 
because like primer is probably a ghost skull alien because like i do still like have to bring it up occasionally yeah you know? and be like hey we <laughs> actually should watch primer like even though it's not that it didn't feel that good the first time watching like it, during but, it yeah they, they but it, sometimes they, they just win you over and you're like damn i gotta get back to that <laughs> damn I'm, i should call her i should yeah <laughs> just a picture of primer you have on your bed uh, uh no yes. no warnings here really no um if you if you don't like um white california liberals that might be a trigger for you but otherwise it, actors as well like if you, that's, that bothers you then it's fine yeah. i'm joking there's nothing this is this like is closer to like a sci-fi movie than a than a it's a sci-fi i think i would actually categorize it as a sci-fi horror especially sci-fi, the way like they thriller. play it. yeah yeah, yeah it's the horror is the thoughts and the possibilities of what's happening, not necessarily, like we said, there's like no gore, like there's nothing yeah. in that regard. It's purely like implications. Were you going to say gore or on. sex? Yeah. <laughs> Why? I don't know. This is funny. To me. Like, <laughs> that's how you get. That's I'm, how you get the bad ratings: gore I, and sex. I, sex is not how you get the bad ratings. It's how you're not allowed on certain services. Yeah, um, I'm, yes. I started watching the Queer Ultimatum. By the way, what on earth is that? You know the show, The Ultimatum. It's no, a, I don't it's know a, show, it's a reality TV show where couples that have been dating for a while one of them says you have to get married to me now or we're breaking up and so that's the ultimatum and they go on the show and uh (laughs) then they all swap partners to try out somebody else for a few weeks and then they have to answer the ultimatum which means either breaking up or getting married oh and the latest season is all queer people and uh, I bring it up just because <laughs> something about them being queer makes Netflix think it's okay to fully watch them fucking. And I'm like, this is softcore wow. pornography that you are displaying right now. Good for <laughs> Netflix just fishing for those ratings. <laughs> they want to yeah. get those numbers boosted up, and they're like, we will show you that. <laughs> I promise I'll get off these services. I'm working on it. <laughs> I've canceled everything I can. If, if it's all canceled and you're running out the clock, that's fine because it's yeah. essentially it's not free, but it feels like it's free because yeah. you're like, hey, I've already canceled. You don't have my credit card number anymore, idiot. Ha ha ha. Don't worry, it's fine. Yes. Now for the vibe for coherence, yes. uh, it's it's kind of low, not for low the bu- ultimatum quill. <laughs> It's got low budget vibes, right? It is like no low budget, yeah. no budget vibes. It is yeah. in a house and a little bit of the outside of it. Like it is yeah. horribly dark when they're outside. Don't on pr- like I mean that. Yeah. that really holds me back. Just honestly, that might, I was gonna say that might be the thing that's putting it at Mister Cool. It's just yeah. going. It is incomprehensible at certain points outside it like not from the story going on that's so wacky it's just i can't fucking see anything they can give their excuses as to why it's so dark outside but it's like no there's no way that you needed it to be that dark it's It's not how you're not helping the movie yeah (laughs) you can light your characters properly and have the background be void that's what what you want but during our and i'll explain in the production of like it doesn't excuse, like, I always think it doesn't excuse the film, but it is, like, a thing to know of, like, an interesting of, like, why the fuck did that happen that way to find out? It doesn't excuse it. The film is the film. It just, it always will be. Um, but there's a funny little production thing in regards to what you're talking about. Uh, yeah, I brought up during our watch of this that Stanley Kubrick developed a lens for the yeah. camera that allowed him to shoot in candlelight. So it's like, we can do this, guys. Come on. 
yeah, we can we do can something. Figure it, we can figure it out. Uh, it's very, yes. it's very talky and like, whoa, what is this? You know, that kind of. <laughs> what's happened? What's happening here? This doesn't make any sense. <laughs> what's going on here? Yeah. What What is going on? <laughs> <laughs> they do a lot of they do a lot of a little bit of talking over each other, which you know I'm a fan of now. Uh, they do a lot of talking over. Yeah, it feels very much like that. Yeah, the, um, the, the yeah. sorry, the movie's also about like uh why would we describe the, that? Like no. like a loose idea of quantum physics to be able to describe like parallel dimension stuff yeah. happening and like folding over on itself. So it's like that kind of thinky movie where it's like, whoa, what is the implications of this and what's yeah. going on here and what are we doing that's affecting the quantum thing? Like yeah. yeah. That sort of stuff. Not how what I understand of quantum uh, mechanics no, works, sure. but uh, I'll allow it. Listen, what I mean, come on, yeah. it's fine. Um, I think it. I think it's because this also balances, like, a honestly like a play or a drama that you would see. That's a lot of like, not necessarily like snappy, not like Aaron Sorkin snappy dialogue because it's not. It's mm-hmm. it's all like, it's like naturalistic dialogue yeah. and performances and stuff. Um, so think of dramas like that mixed with a scary sci-fi scenario. Yeah. That's kind of the easiest way to put it. I'm sorry. I'm feeling real gassy today. Apologies. <laughs> Thanks, right. Uh, <laughs> yes. I'm thinking a bunch of pauses. And it <laughs> do do we want to just... Oh, and if you, should, if you should watch the movie first, I mean, like, yeah, watch, watch it first. Because, yeah. like, a big part of the fun is, like, slowly peeling back the layers and being like, exactly. what, what is going on? Give... <laughs> Give it a once over by yourself, like yeah. just as is before you know anything. And try to else figure about out what's it. going on as you're watching. Have have that exactly. fun, you know. And then, because yeah. this is the one where you want to then rewatch and like pick apart every little mm-hmm. detail to see, like to just it's always just a maximize understanding, right? Yes. It's like there's a sick pleasure you get in <laughs> when something is confusing, getting as close to complete and total understanding as possible <laughs> with these kinds of like like time travel movies too. Exactly. You, know, you, you want to know exactly where each timeline wound up, like <laughs> who's doing what where and at what time and when yeah. they cut here, what does it mean sort of thing. Yes, absolutely. Sick, you know. That's why I like I love that. I feel like it's got to be so nerve-wracking to write one of these cuz it's Dude. it's just like you know that they're gonna look for the smallest little tiny <laughs> fuck up you made you know <laughs> so you gotta do everything perfectly you can't leave one thing in the background like out of line <laughs> absolutely so, yeah totally yeah so give it a watch on your yes, own first give it a watch before because yes. i do i do really back. like this movie to be clear allegedly yeah that's we'll good in there we'll find out absolutely sitting on our nice uh santa monica couch I don't know what that means. Santa Monica home on our nice couch and twiddling our thumbs and doing a sensual thumb circle to open the spoiler configuration. Are we twiddling our thumbs or are we doing the sensual thumb circle? I twiddled my thumbs and then transitioned it into a sensual (laughs) thumb circle. Not just twiddling our thumbs. Coherence. What's going on in this? The main character is M, played by Emily Baldoni. Yes. There's a... A few of these people have their names named after As their, their names, actor yeah. names, which is isn't that weird? Feels <laughs> lazy, feel weird but like yeah. I would love to do that. <laughs> They're all like slightly <laughs> off. Like uh, Mike is played by a Nick, uh, <laughs> Beth is played by an Elizabeth, Lee by a Laureen, yeah. Hugh that by a Hugo. I love like, that one. That was <laughs> Lori by a Lauren. Yeah, like they really just. <laughs> 
just change, like change your answers so the teacher doesn't them. know yeah. that we copied. Like, <laughs> it's fully they all cheated on each other's tests, and when we gotta change this a bit. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so they're all having their friends a have like reunited, party. having a dinner party. Yeah. Yes, there are what eight of them total. Jeez, uh, yeah. M, Kevin, Mike, Beth, Lee, Hugh, Amir, Lori. That's eight. I didn't count. Okay. <laughs> I got at, so into the like repetition and rhythm of the names that I just went. How many was that? Two columns of four pictures. So. <laughs> there, that would do it then. Everybody else says extra. Um. Correct. Yes, they are all getting together for a dinner party, and you know the the dialogue, like everything going on is fine. You're like, yeah, that's that's mildly interesting, but then they keep like just for a second being <laughs> like, oh, there's like a comet going over. Yeah, over the town tonight, and you're like, yes, yes, give me that comment. Like, what? <laughs> I really didn't know what this movie was going to be about. There? I just knew something wacky was going to happen, yeah. and so like every time they just made a little reference to the comet or whatever, I'm like, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> latching onto that immediately to try and suck some marrow out of it. Yes, they they establish a few things, uh, like that there was an incident where a comet went over a town in like Norway or something, and everybody. Yeah all of a sudden like just kept getting like lost and not knowing where they were and things like little weird things like that that they're setting up that like yeah. they're, they're basically they're telling the audience like hey weird stuff might happen as this comic goes over. fucky stuff yeah. happens as a comic goes over it's bad and if a comic gets too close it can get really bad yeah and they the the comet does come by Miller's Comet. Miller's Comet. Not Haley's Comet or Halley's Comet or however you fucking pronounce it. I feel like they always say Haley's Comet. I think they always say Haley's Comet, so I'm going to say Haley's Comet. So they, the power goes out, which starts off like, all right, it's movie time, you know? And uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hugh, who we always refer to as the tall man, because he was so tall that early on, like, his head had to be out of the shot. Like, they couldn't keep him in the shot. <laughs> They're shooting it, like, all handheld style, so it's all that kind of, like, a little bit of shaky. Very tight you know, shots. Kind of walk around, very tight shots. And, yeah, most people were, f- like, framed perfectly, and we just kept seeing Hugo, or Hugh, and we're like, how are they going to get everybody in this shot? Like, they're never going to uh, They just tighten the top it up. They got <laughs> And uh, last uh, warning for anybody who doesn't watch the movies that we talk about because they're horror. Like, there's nothing to be scared of in this yeah. movie. There's no jump scares. There's nothing like... It's like, it does not walk like a horror it's movie It's not like at that, all. yeah. Um, it's like more cerebral. So... Think this more is like one a that, Twilight Zone. Yeah, it's like a Twilight Zone. Style, episode. yeah. You can... You can you can handle this one. You can go watch it. It's your last chance to go do that before we like get into all of the stuff. Yeah, John. Uh, John, I'm I'm talking to you. <laughs> so Hugh has a brother who is like a uh, a quantum physicist okay. or a physicist of some kind who has told him like, hey, if anything weird happens, call me. But During, when the comet is going over, yeah. if anything weird happens, call me. Yes. Uh, but they've already and don't leave the house. But they've yeah, already established. God, he does say that. Yeah, yeah that uh, everybody's phones are have like stopped working, Service and like yep. the internet is even stopped working, and people's phones are like randomly cracking on their mm-hmm. own. And Hughes like explains to everybody like I have to go because he like he you know I'm gonna there's one there's one house in the neighborhood who still has lights, Power. so I'm gonna go check that out. Uh, even though it's because he says that like the calling his brother should trump that's what i was gonna say stayed in the house there's a little argument about which one of the orders is like like supersedes the other one 
Yeah, which his brother did not clarify. So uh, Hugh and Amir go out of the house. That's very important. Hugh and Amir (laughs) leave the house. Everybody has like candles and flashlights and blue glow sticks. Blue. Open a box of blue glow sticks. Yes. So Hugh and Amir go. They come back after a little bit. Uh, No. (laughs) Sorry. There's a knock at the door. I, I can't. I can't do it. I it's can't do tough. every single no, thing that happens. No, the no, point course, is yeah. that Hugh and Amir come back. Yeah. Uh, and they're like, one Amir injured. found this box. This yeah, Hugh's slightly injured. Amir found this box mm-hmm. that has uh, everybody's pictures in them, including some pictures that haven't been taken yet, but like look like they were taken that night. Uh, and like a random uh, ping pong paddle. Yeah. And. Hugh says is the only one who actually like looked into the other house and says that he saw everybody's like selves in the table there. set for eight. Yeah, like he yeah he puts it that they saw themselves a different yeah. reality. So we've now established that in some way the other house with power contains all the same people in it, uh, but they had like a weird box set up. Right as we continue throughout the movie they are like going through like what do we do about them should we approach them at some point we find out that the other house has red glow sticks Mm -hmm. um they do like a few like situations of like going out to figure it to figure out what's going on like i think specifically um hugh and amir go out that first time but then the second time around they stay behind and mike kevin laurie and emily all go out yes uh at one point, Emily splitting off from those three uh, before coming back to the house. Uh, and this is this is like the the way that this is happening is all like very well done and interesting. They have very real reasons for going out and not. There's like mm-hmm. a book that's in Hugh's car uh, that science was book for, from they were bro- supposed to send to his brother that like lists some of his notes on um, this idea of quantum decoherence, which decoherence. is like. Yes, they don't ever say coherence, except for technically when they say decoherence. It's both. I look. I said it as we were watching. I don't believe that counts. We watched. An I think entire, it counts. We watched an entire most of a YouTube compilation of people saying the title in the movie, and I don't remember one of them putting D or re or any other fucking uh, preposit like uh, the yeah. But you just cut it off on it after yeah. the D. I'm gonna I'm gonna cut that clip. Out. So it's just clear. Coherence. <laughs> coherence. Uh, and so no the, the, the beginning of that clip. Hughes brothers <laughs> notes talk about quantum decoherence, which is basically the, the, the idea that, uh, okay. Quantum physics. All right. <laughs> they don't go super in detail in it, but like no. in, um, they talk a little bit about Schrodinger's cat. If you're familiar with, with that idea, but generally in quantum physics, there's situations in which something can be in two states at once. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very, very particularly states. They use all these other examples, but in actual quantum physics, it is like two different states. Not like they're, they're dead or they're not, you know, like it's, yeah, <laughs> it's a minor state change that uh, exists simultaneously until it is observed, at which point it resolves into one or the one. other. Yeah. Uh, which is why it's so hard to like study anything like that because you like the second you observe it, the thing it's that you mad. wanted to look at doesn't exist anymore, you know. <laughs> uh, but they treat God, it like that's fucked. 
Yeah, <laughs> it's really, really cool. Bad, sorry. Well, it's really cool because you can get two particles in superposition with each other, uh, regardless of how oh. far away they are from each other. And when you observe one, not only does its state get like become concrete, the other particle's state becomes concrete uh, instantly. Whoa! Across any span of distance, theoretically. Which wow. uh, Einstein referred to as spooky action at a distance, and like was one of the big reasons why he thought that quantum <laughs> physics was bullshit. Because you can't, because there's like there's no way for those two particles to communicate with each other, right? Yeah. Like, it's How a, on earth? Why are across they... infinite distance? Like, yeah, like why does it work like that? There's no. It doesn't make any sense, right? No. <laughs> uh, but in this word, we're doing Einstein it like Einstein is correcting his verbiage on that <laughs> spooky yeah, action at a distance. I love that. Uh, but this movie treats it like pop science, you know, where it's like Schrodinger's yeah. cat, the, the cat is both dead and alive until you open the box and observe it, right? Uh, so with quantum decoherence, they say that like every single decision we make or little thing that happens creates like branches off into like parallel dimensions or timelines mm-hmm. or whatever you want to call it. And But it's quantum, so they're not actually different timelines. They're both occurring simultaneously both within our now. current yeah. physical world. And they're both true, except for quantum decoherence keeps them uh from like interacting with each other and allows them to uh each like one option to become solid resolve as you like continue on um so the implication with the movie being called coherence being that the decoherence is not working and like these different states are actually able to (laughs) interact with each other and they're yeah they know of each other and are around oh my god sorry there's just some like and it's because it's done so effectively and it feels so claustrophobic. But, like, yeah, there's just, like, shots of looking at people and realizing, like, the reality of the situation when you're looking at the person. And it's, like, there's still a couple of shots in this where I'm just, like, oh, my fucking God. Like, they, like, <laughs> well, spine, they do, chills, uh, chills up my spine sort of thing. They do really well. It's just, like, you are you finally are wrapping your head around it and you're, like, we're following the blue glow stick house. Yeah. <laughs> They're trying to deal with red glow stick house. And it's, like, remember I said that there's four of them go out after Hugh and Amir and M, who is our main character, splits off from them momentarily before coming back to the house. The, a big mystery of the movie so far has been why is there that box with uh, photos of each of them and, like, there's mm-hmm. numbers written on the back. And uh, they realize that, like, they, they start to have some understanding of that they're, we need to know when we're coming back to our own house. And so they start constructing the box and they're like, oh, we made, we made the box. <laughs> like it's, we made a box. Yeah. It's, like- it's, this is, this is what they did and we're doing it now too. That makes sense. Uh, and so they put like different, slightly different photographs in it, slightly different random object, uh, different numbers because everybody so rolls roll a dive yeah. to know which number like they try to do as much random shit into the box so that they can know which box is theirs um but it's as m is like writing things down uh like she opens the notebook where she had taken notes and all of a sudden there's like green notes which i won't go into details but like it indicates that like oh no there's there's a nut there's like at least a third house there's more and that's the great thing of going M stops and after seeing that and is like, oh shit. And Everything so she is fucked. What's your, she starts just without context, without like, you know, yeah. giving the game away, just starts calmly asking people to remember their numbers. And she's like, there's multiple lines of numbers now. And it's like, they're all across all three numbers. It's like, oh yeah. no. <laughs> she like manages using that system manages to confirm that, uh, there's at least three different houses and like 
the group that we think we've managed to keep together because you've been worried about like maybe one person swapping or whatever like yeah exactly um, two yeah Hugh and you're Amir like, are yeah there's yeah there's there's some point where the the red but they're like a little bit invader and then they they leave they fuck off they like, red red glow stick yeah. Hugh and Amir come in and they grab and their leave. own box again because that's what they took that's the because that's them taking their box maybe uh, back yeah they go holy shit and then. So you're you the whole time you're you're trying to watch right because you're concerned that somebody's going to get swapped and then all of a sudden you're <laughs> like, oh, our group is like a mishmash it's already not- of all sorts of different people like, and it's like the truly the understanding that's like no, there's no intruders, there's nobody trying to get us. It's all us it's doing us this shit to ourselves over and over. Our here. Own- <laughs> and so they they come to an understanding that there is like some sort of uh, dark void that they've been referring to like a like an area of darkness that they travel through advanced to darkness. get to the other uh house so they describe it as like when you go in it's like spinning a roulette and you don't know which house you're gonna come out at but that's like just one of what one of the characters is saying and i think it really just is just theory, that like yeah. you there's like a infinite a uh, number of different situations happening simultaneously, yeah. and whenever you go through that darkness, you are, you can actually travel to a different one. It's what I love about this movie in terms of like you're talking about pop science is like, you know, these are like competent. That I think the director calls them like NPR types who are like capable of sussing out the basic concept behind yeah. it without going into like primer levels of detail where right. they're like we actually know the science behind this so we can start throwing out techno babble in the scene they're going yeah the best we've got is like it's kind of a roulette wheel where they don't even process how many options are out like yeah. that sort of thing you know what i mean like it keeps them at this it's it's very almost film noir but it is like horror movie thing of like knowing that the thing is wrong but not having enough to do anything about it in a meaningful way. Even though this scenario is like impossible to deal with, like they're not Hugh's brother who's like, I yeah. can suss this out and do something here. They and they they mostly start to become like concerned with the situation yeah. that one of them's gonna do something bad to try to like deal with the other. I mean, really once they find out there's like infinite versions, like they they start to calm down a little bit on having to fight the one other house. Yes. <laughs> But they do. Uh, Hugh finds out that Kevin, Kevin, Mike, Mike, Mike slept with his wife because uh, Mike several was years ago. To Mike, uh, the Mike that we follow, has the idea to try and blackmail the other house so that they don't get the book that lets them know that it's an alternate reality thing, so that they don't come and like fight or try to kill the other house. Because they're all worried that it's like, oh, we're going to be the only, like, we want to be the one that lives and gets through this sort of thing. Um, what ends up happening, the way Hugh finds out is one of the other mics does that. He has the idea and is not stopped and blackmails, like, puts the note up. So Hugh in this house sees that and is, like, we see the one of the confrontations of that scenario. Yeah. And, and fucking Mike with one of the coldest lines in oh, yeah. fucking cinema. It's like the worst. It's the most like incendiary, like, holy yeah. shit, why would you say this? But it's also like the coldest line I've heard in a well, while. Because Hugh, <laughs> Hugh starts it with saying, like, because they're all talking about, like, they must be from different timelines or, yeah. or dimensions or whatever. And he's like, you're right, because I'm from somewhere where my best friend didn't sleep with my wife. And Mike, Mike goes, 
yeah, but this divergence happened to, this divergence happened tonight tonight, then in every possibility, I slept with you. <laughs> It's like, because like, he's, he's like, there's, there's an infinite number. What you don't understand is that the diversions happen tonight. So in every, I've slept with your time, with your wife in every, every timeline. Time That's what it was. Some shit like that. I'm in every And, then and they, I'm like, dude, holy crap. shit. Yeah. Just like, God damn, dude. Why'd you Woo! have to say that shit? <laughs> yeah. Uh, they so devolve, it starts devolving in that. Regard. They devolve into chaos and like being freaked out and shit instead of like, would you think that maybe they want to try to get back to their to their timeline? That's probably mm. like where the the conversation is going. But before we even get there, M is like, I fucking hate it here, and like yeah. just kind of walks out the back door when nobody's looking. And already two other events, I'll just bring up as like things for this. M has learned that her husband kissed his ex girlfriend, who was at this party. Um. So that's another part. That's like another driving force of her leaving. Also, Mike comes. Another Mike comes in and tries to kill the Mike that we have at this house. He punches him one time he and then immediately like leaves. Yeah. And, and he, he runs like, what away. We, what are you doing? What's okay. happening? Mike's not very good at this. Yeah. Um. Apparently, Nicholas Brendan has an identical twin. That's Mike. Spooky. Apparently, has an identical twin. So I think they just used both of them in that scene. I they, they oh, that's really cool. shoot it in a way that like you can see both of their faces very obviously. They but like, made use of that. That's still super cool. Yeah, you want you want like a big reveal shot of like both of them in like the same thing. Where yeah, you can't fuck it up. But whatever, it's fine. Yeah, M uh, fucks so, off though outside. Yeah, and she starts. Uh, we go through a montage of her like visiting these infinite realities. Uh, just different the all the situation is slightly different in each one which yeah. is always kind of cool to see and she finally comes across one where they just didn't give a shit when the power <laughs> went out and so they're all still just hanging out and having a good time and having drinks and it's also interestingly though one where she so the the whole movie it's her and kevin right her. is her yes yeah yeah uh kevin is moving to vietnam Vietnam, some other country. So. Yeah, Vietnam, for, Vietnam, extended business. Uh, yeah, for like six months or some shit, and he wants M to come with him, and she's like on the fence about it. In this dimension, she has decided to go with him, and they're very happy together, and she's like, damn, I probably should have just fucking <laughs> said yes to that shit instead of getting cold feet all over the place. Um, but she sees this one where everything's fine and then goes completely psycho and waits until uh, herself is alone and like grabs her and then kills. She breaks the, she breaks the windshield outside so that they all get distracted and then fucking ketamine in like ketamine attacks her. Point is kills herself in this dimension so she can replace her and be in the least chaotic dimension. (laughs) Like it's not like it would have been fine. Which is so funny because like we can talk about it in terms of the thing, but like, yeah, she does that. She attacks herself. Like, she KOs herself and throws her outside, presumably to be left to the like the roulette wheel forever. In there is fine. Hears, like, a noise, sees her other ring. So now she has two of her same ring. And her other self got back in via the bathroom. She clonks her out. Presumably, kill, like, you look and you go, oh, my God, like, definitely killed her. And passes out. She faints before she gets back to the rest of the group. Wakes up the next morning, seemingly okay. Yeah, does not. It doesn't look like anybody's found her. The original M from there, and yeah. uh, 
the movie ends with her outside talking to Kevin and then Kevin receives a call from presumably the original Emily from this universe mm-hmm. uh, and then they like cut to black and it's like I <laughs> I didn't I just There's a great shot right before that that I think is the more profound ending. This yeah. is also I think why it's Mr. Cool and not a Ghost Girl Alien is they actually have a great fucking shot to like confirm that it happened, you know, like I don't think people really deal with that in terms of viewing this going, "Oh my god, is this actually happening?" sort of thing, but like living with the reality of the choice you made sort of thing is Kevin is out like uh comes outside to Emily and is like hey, I found this on the bathroom floor. And he hands her the ring. And it's like, oh, shit. And she puts it in her left hand, and her right hand is out of frame. He turns around, because I think he gets the call, and she pulls up the hand to see her ring already on her finger. Like, just yeah. that confirmation of yeah, it's good. what and like has the- had to happen in this horrible, like, scenario. Like, it works for the narrative focus to be on M deciding to, like, abandon her dimension and go Try to find one one that's already acceptable as is. Yeah, the her killing herself and then having to be worried about, like, (laughs) that. that's a whole different kind of thriller, you know? Exactly. That's just, like, not, it didn't have any business being in this movie that had already done, like, really well. And then you didn't even resolve it. So it's like, why are you setting up loose ends that don't, are so exactly. like off base for what you were this doing. This is there's know? no sequel to this. You're not getting yeah. a you're not getting more of it. It's fine. And I don't want to like, see M versus M. I like the roulette, you know. I want to keep exactly. going through dimension shit and like overlapping on each other. I yeah. don't I don't care I about like, just 1v1. That's what I was going to say. I really like if I want to see 1v1, I'll watch Jet Li's The One even though that's Hell not yeah. one. It's 1v1 v1 v1 forever. Yeah. Um God, sorry, him on that pyramid thing fucking fighting off I will all the never other Jet forget Lees. that. Oh, that's so sick. Um <laughs> Yeah, there's some, like, great, especially if you're doing a Twilight Zone type thing with this, which it's mostly the thought, most of the, like, horror was what I was saying is, like, the implications about what's happening. Even when you're just at the other house going, like, what am I thinking right now? And is that variation of me thinking that same way? Mike brings up a great thing where he goes, he's starting to think about, like, blackmailing them so that they don't get the thing. And they're like, dude, whoa, 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 like, slow down, slow down. And he's like, I don't know if that Mike is drinking. And I yeah. don't know if he's in a bad, like, way. I don't know if he has the bat that we have. Like, him getting paranoid over his own potential to slip yeah. and slide down this, like, chaotic route. Because he's like, if he's drinking, he could fucking do anything. He could do anything. He could come over here and try to kill it. Like, <laughs> it's very cool in that regard. Like, that's where a lot of the horror comes from, is just going holy shit, this scenario is unbelievable. Even though you're not, like, seeing anything crazy. And, yeah. Uh, yeah. I think, yeah, I think for me the really the really crazy reveal was when it's like, oh, we're already all mixed up and there was the, no intruders. Yeah. Them doing the new box and realizing that, like, oh, man, there's nothing here yeah. that's original. Only, only Beth and Lee, because they've already. never left the house, Yeah, or this is their house and everyone else is a different one. I did. I loved that. Again, it does a great job with tension just by keeping everything presumably normal to everyone else in the house, but staying on these tight close-up shots of certain characters as they realize something and don't say anything, like just letting them react. When 
M realizes she's an intruder in this house, that she's a visitor in this house, it's like heebie-jeebies all like horrible feeling. Yeah. Because you're like, is she in danger? Like, oh my God, what are they going to do? What's going to happen? Sort of thing. Like, it feels very freaky when they do those little reveals like that. And I think that the economy of it is also what makes it so effective is you don't have much to latch onto in terms of the sci-fi horror aspects. Yeah. So when you get a meal, you're like, oh. <laughs> and then when you start thinking about it, it's like, does it even really matter if this wasn't my original one? Like, isn't That's it the big thing, yeah. Because since it didn't diverge until that night, it's like, is it actually like any different? Like... Yes, that's the thing. Slightly different, I guess. But that's why it's also very fun if you watch it with a group of people because then afterwards you all get to be like, what will we do? Like, what? (laughs) What's our our plan here? (laughs) I 100% was pulling the Lee thing, which was just go to sleep (laughs) because Lee spends a lot of the movie away because she took a nap in another room. So she's just not in the picture for like half of it. And I'm like, yeah, just do that the whole time. (laughs) Just be like, bye, see ya. In a, you in a, were great. In a different one, uh, Beth is the one who went to sleep. And Lee stayed. God, away. that's right. Oh, ugh. But they're free to do that because they both stay inside the house. Exactly. Yeah. What were you, you, what were you we talking about? You were, I was saying like, you I, just would want- just, I would take control and get everybody <laughs> to understand like, hey, we're scrambled up. You're not getting home. It doesn't fucking matter. Everybody stays inside. We lock the door away for this to be over. If you really want to go, you can go. But like, I'm only keeping one of you. You know, like everybody else is not allowed back in after we're full. Like, if you're missing people, like I'll wait for them to come filter back in. But we're keeping one of each. We're getting a full pack, and that's it. If I decide, if Brian decides to stay in the house. And we hear a knock on the door and we look through the window and you see it's a Brian. We go, no, 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 thank you. We don't want anything. We're good. Yeah. We're fine. But I don't care how much you Jorge think you can is yeah. that it's the original one. Like, it, yeah. no, we're not, we're not playing these games. No doubling of. <laughs> we already got one. We're fine. Yeah. That's perfect. Except our friend yeah. Evan did start to, to consider, like, if you have two of yourself, can you work half as often? <sighs> <laughs> or twice. <laughs> yeah. Can you have one of you running a night shift and one of you running a day shift? And just Why would you there? still want to work? That's the thing. Also, wouldn't you just want it? This is uh, apologies. Potential spo- this is spoilers for the prestige. If you haven't just- seen it from 2006, but we're in the spoiler configuration. Wouldn't I would just do that. I would just start doing magic and I would do twin stuff with my, with my twin. Nobody knows about and go, Ooh, a secret twin. <laughs> that seems, anyway. that doesn't seem, that seems like a really hard thing to keep up, you know, when you're Oh yeah, bringing borderline impossible, it. especially nowadays, but like <laughs> I don't know, it'd be funny. <laughs> just be no one would know bit. the one the reveal when it first happens, people would fucking absolutely poop inside of their pants. They would have no fucking chance to comprehend yeah. that. The procedure is different because you can make infinite clones. Yeah, if you go the Hugh Jackman route. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you uh, Yeah, you could just generate he didn't give a fuck about this alternate timeline mm-hmm. shit. He goes, Yeah, I make those every day. Yeah, me and me and David Bowie, Nikola Tesla. I love right. that performance. That's so funny to me that it's just David Bowie does a great job in that movie, but it's just like you're Nikola. Yeah. Te- what the fuck? Like it's the best. <laughs> uh, yeah. the uh, The thing I wanted to talk about was a bit of the production, because like we said, yes. this is like no budget movie. This was filmed in the director's house over the course of five days. 
the, produ- the production of this was Five Nights. I really wish the director's name was Freddy, because then we could have said it was Five Nights at Freddy's. But we I can't, mean, I would fine. be fucking thrilled to have made this in, in five days. Like. It's unbelievable. Apparently, his wife was super pregnant and was like, you, he was like, can we film here, please? I want to film here. And she's like, I am eight and a half months pregnant. You I'm can't so wait pregnant, dude. half a month, and you she, bitch. She was like, she was literally like, if you can do it in like less than a week, sure. And he was like, that's a yes. And <laughs> like he just got them. Um, But apparently all of like, we talk about naturalistic dialogue and like the feeling of it is, it's because it's mostly improvised. Like the director and the writer, the writer is... Uh, plays Amir in the movie, by the way. Oh. Um, or one of the writers, rather. The director is also a writer in it. But the two of them wrote out, like, the treatment, the template, like, where things go, what revela- revelation is here. But in terms of dialogue, they just gave actors each night a card of... I think they did, like, a session's... <laughs> I only know D&D terms, so they did a session zero before where they talked about, like, motivations of their characters and, like, who they were before this. Um, But then, like, yeah, every night they shot. And because I think they shoot in, like, chronological order. Like, they shoot in a way that keeps everyone on their toes. Um, But, yeah, they would just give a card, an index card that had, like, five things that they needed to do. Whether it was bring up this affair or try to leave the house or stop someone from leaving the house or I like mean, it fucking work get a like, hold of the bat like you know little things like that where you're like oh this is so fucking cool <laughs> like, yeah you I mean, have they, really they, they did a very good job for for what it yeah. is so that's, uh, that's apparently cool. one of the actors was terrified of improvising but everyone did a great job honestly like everyone <laughs> sounds believable and good in it they don't really honestly they're, they're not like known actors again the most known one is Nicholas Brendan, who was Xander on Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Oh, um, who was that's so true. Who was also he? He's an actor in the movie. He plays an actor in the movie, and he says he was on the show Roswell, which is a real show. I looked it up. Uh, unless he was in a very obscure like extras role, he was never on the show. <laughs> like Nicholas Brendan was never on the show. Right. So I'm like, that's cool in a fucking fucked up way because you're not Nicholas Brendan. You're Mike but you're talking about a real show that existed <laughs> as someone. It was, it was anyway. Um, it was just a weird thing for me to process while I was looking at it. Um, yeah, they, what was I saying? They're all really good improvisers is what I was saying. Yeah. They all no, it's, just they, have to they, improvise they do, their they dialogue. Impre- I didn't know that it was, it was improvised. Like yeah. that's, they, I think that's why there's a lot of that. talking over. <laughs> I like that though. Yes. It fucking works. For sure. It works in this. I like, as always, they have the right setting for doing that type of dialogue and doing that type of acting in there. Um, Cause right. the other part was the reason there's no like steady shots. There's nothing on like a tripod is because it's the two of the two cameramen, the two camera operators rather um, just in the house with them following most of them around yeah trying to give them space and not trying to get each other in the shot at the same time (laughs) like trying to get different coverage of like what's going on in the improvisation it's very cool it it feels really genuine and it makes me go holy shit i'm a terrible improviser (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah, I mean it's it's a fucking huge win for such yeah. a low budget movie like a because it, it is legitimately maybe Ghost Skull Alien. I got to give it some time, but like that's fucking awesome. That yeah, it that they did it like that. Like I love I love hearing that. Yeah, exactly. It's it's very like the director mentioned the writer director mentioned like wanting to i loved they were talking about like stripping down like removing the fluff from like filmmaking and they were like want to get off set want to do this and i was like cool yeah i agree with all these things that's very interesting and he's like remove the script and i'm like well hold on wait <laughs> like, wait do you want to remove the camera too and the actors like what's going on here man um but like I in the they sense also, of I mean, letting to- them just react on camera yeah and a note to the to the production i mean like it fucking like you can tell it's low budget because of some of the stuff like the outside scenes yeah. and things like that but it looks very good it like sometimes yeah. low budget shit is just like painful to look at but it they like did a great job with it yeah they do a lot of efficient things like the color grading and the like settings on the camera for the lighting make it look um good natural like when you think of like home videotape and stuff or like, uh, you know, like just taking a cell phone camera video that has a look of its own. This is like that plus like there's still some yeah director of photography shenanigans going on saying we have to make this look presentable in a lot of ways, except for outside when it's fucking completely you black out anyway. Um, <laughs> it was a bad part. It was bad. It yeah, was incomprehensible. It was, to see. it was really bad outside. But they like keep they still do stuff that makes it feel like a film even though it feels like you're in, it feels like you're standing like right behind them with your arms crossed going, what are you guys fucking doing? What are you um, talking about? The other thing I saw was apparently they were filming a, <laughs> one of the time, one of the nights they had to go outside. There's, I think you can see the lights are like an issue with some things, but they wanted everything to be completely dark. They wanted the street to be empty and desolate. And a Snickers commercial <laughs> was being filmed like in the neighborhood. So oh. just a bunch of lights. And they're just like, God damn it, we can't. <laughs> this is a nightmare to shoot around. <laughs> I wonder which one it was. I won. <laughs> Folks, if you can find out. Um, I don't know how well, you that's, would. But that's, you know. that's all I have for, I can never, Coherence. I can. I had so much trouble remembering the name of this movie every, like, I asked over and over and over again. <laughs> While we were watching it. Just plain um, old one word. You yeah, don't like them. You know, it doesn't work for me. I just can't remember them. I don't. <laughs> it's too little of Especially a bite of information like con- contain- for you to process. Contain- <laughs> contagion, containment, quarantine, like all those coherence. Fuck, yeah. Well, quarantine wasn't. Well, it's quarantine you don't remember because you have REC. You have REC instead. Yeah, which is, the which is a much better one. title. <laughs> for sure. Oh, it's a million times better than that one. Do right. um, you have anything else for this one? And it gives you one? more syllables. Uh, no, I have nothing else for this one. Okay. Um, it's super cool. I light lightning round, Brian. Oh, next week, new modern horror or a real oldie? Ooh, I'm gonna say a real oldie. Okay, then I I propose either the cabinet of Dr. Caligari or (laughs) Hexen. Witchcraft through the ages. Yes, I mean I that so. My the reason I think I can't... Devin wants to do that one. So if we can get Devin, I will absolutely. I will. I'm down to say. Yeah, we can get them. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All right, so we're doing Hexen next week. That shit's fucking 1922. Oh man, both Hour of those movies 45. are super old. We wouldn't have been. Yeah, like.
Yeah. Hour 45 of a 1922 film? Oh, no. Yeah, you better get oh. your coffee ready. Oh, no. Better get a fresh pot on the <laughs> burner. Oh, on the boil? Sure, yeah, on the burner. On the burner works. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. Burn up that coffee. Folks. Yeah, this is like, a, uh, if I remember correctly, it's it's actually like the first found footage, like mockumentary style horror film. Wow. And uh, it's just like, it's like, are like a, it's supposed to be kind of like a documentary on witches, but yeah. you know, it's it's fiction. So and it's it just seems like something awesome to awesome, exist yeah. in 1922. You know, exactly. Yeah, it's on yeah. Gra- grave robbing, torture, possessed nuns, and a satanic Sabbath. Fucking Benjamin Christensen's yes. legendary film uses a series of dramatic vignettes to explore the scientific hypothesis that the witches of the Middle Ages suffered the same hysteria as turn of the century psychiatric <laughs> patients. Fascinating. What service is that on? It's on Canopy. Ooh, perfect. So if you want to watch that, you can go on Canopy. But if you're looking for anything else, you can go on thebloodystream.com. Yep. And we probably don't know if we'll restrict it to only search uh, uh, for Canopy and, and Hoopla, because you're just going to go to justwatch.com. And just yeah, we'd rather, you have, we'd rather take the business here. Yeah, which is... No business because we don't. Ads, we yeah. just we just let everybody do it for free. So we, exactly. So why why are we being all no money about the search thing? You, you look. It doesn't cost anything to look up a movie, but if you go to it, yeah, maybe we'll that's, help you that's realize you. That's that your that's own it's thing. on Canopy instead Bingo. of like one of the other ones. Exactly. So there you go. We're we're the good ones here. Yeah. Anyways, I want to thank Eyes of Astoria for a wonderful theme song, Deadwalk. You can find John from Eyes of Astoria or their friend Devin, which you've been mentioning, or all of our other various guests throughout various episodes by going to thebloodystream.com, clicking on Pod People. Um, big shouts out to our sister. I was just singing Deadwalk in my head. Um, big shouts out to our sister podcast, Downtime with John and Emily, the how-to podcast by siblings who know about witchcraft through the ages and decoherence and coherence. You can find us on social media at Bloody Stream Pod, and we will talk to you. Same bloody time, same bloody channel.